So Marshall's Redbeard, right? Yes. Okay, Redbeard. Can, can I just call you Redbeard? Sure. All right. I, I like mean, that. Uh, he's got the most majest- majestic beard around. It is fucking beautiful. I have I can't a talk today. Does he know that I have a thing for redheads? Oh, <laughs> oh, that's true. Tattooed redheads too. Mm. I, I don't usually yeah. find redheads attractive. All right, welcome to episode four of the Beer Side. Kind of got something special for you guys tonight. Um, uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh. This, this could be pretty fun for you guys though. So we've got Marshall and Matt here from Borderlands, and I'm sure if anybody's listening to this and. Anybody's not under a rock in the north part of town at Phoenix, they know that Borderlands is opening a new brewery in the Deer Valley Air Park, and these two gentlemen are going to be the guys to do it for you guys. So I'm going to introduce them. Go ahead and say hi, you guys. How's it going? <laughs> this is Sexy Matt. I'm not that sexy. Well, Marshall thinks I am. I don't know. It's weird. Hello, this is Marshall, and Matt is definitely the sexy one. No, I'm going to disagree there. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're Thank into you. redheads. If you looked at the big, beautiful, majestic bear that I'm looking at right now, you would be so fucking hard. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much moisture in the room right now. Oh. You are going to make a ginger blush. Mm, you already made me hard. Oh, whatever. That's not hard anymore. So, um... We're excited to do this because this is going to give you guys a little bit of insight of what it's like to kind of go through some of these steps of starting a brewery. I've told my story, uh, but these guys are actually going to be going through it right now. So if you guys have any questions, uh, hit us up, hit them up, or uh, I don't know if they want visitors yet, but they're going to be in there a lot. they got a lot of work ahead of them. So um, why don't you tell us a little bit how this project started? So this particular project has been a brainchild for a number of years. And just uh, in the last 10 months or so, uh, it, it finally gained enough traction to, to, to take place. So, where to start? You sound yeah. like me on episode one. <laughs> I, don't I mean, I don't want to go back too far. I mean, let's, if, let's start a little bit. We know Marshall's been in the brewing industry in Arizona for a little bit. He's worked at how many breweries now? Three? Uh, yeah, at least four. Three yeah. plus canning. Yeah. yeah. So how did you how did you guys meet up? So Matt and I were both brewing at Helton. Uh, that's how we came into each other's lives. And uh, that, I think meeting Matt was really the last piece of the puzzle that that put making Borderlands Public House happen. Uh, so I'm glad it happened when it did because it's just perfect. No. Oh. <laughs> well, Marshall, once you, what we were talking about a little bit earlier, back up. You know, how, where you came from on all this. How long you've been thinking about actually so, bringing a brewery together? So back in the day, I was doing sales for Borderlands. I was their brand manager, and Mike and I were on our way to Made in the Shade. We were going to pour one year. Uh, Mike Malazzi, in case, I mean, everyone pretty much knows who Mike is. He's uh, yeah. December in the Beard War calendar. <laughs> so. We were driving up to Flagstaff, and I told him, you know what, I bought the I bought the three-barrel system from Dubina when we upgraded to... Uh, oh, so you're the guy. Yeah. I had a guy lined up who was, you know, he would come to town all the time, and he was looking for a system. I go, well, I know Dubina's got one, and he told me it was for sale. And he was like, well, I'm going to be in town next week. Do you think he'll meet with us? I'm like, yeah, we can go head over there and check it out. So I sent him a message, and he's like, oh, 
our ex-brewer, old brewer, bought it. I'm like, oh, man, I forgot. I didn't know that. So he was, the guy was all bummed about it. Although he started a brewery in Chicago. But I, I had no idea that was you. Yeah, that was me. That's um, cool. So I, I bought it, and it stayed in my mom's living room for a while. <laughs> and then her garage. And then when I worked for Mobile West, it stayed in that shop for a while. Uh, and then in storage. And now finally it's at our new, new spot that we signed the lease on. Um, but I had it sitting in storage at the time, so, and I, I was honest with Mike. I said I'd like to open my own brand one day, and he said, "Well, why don't we, uh, why don't we uh, make a, another Borderlands location?" And I said, "I'll do it as long as it's in Phoenix, so that I don't have to drive to Tucson all the time." <laughs> uh, yeah, which is funny because uh, Matt and I spent the last ten months commuting to Tucson. Yeah, I couldn't believe you were doing that when you told me. <laughs> I hate the drive, and I was like, man, doing this twice a week? That's, that's a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. But worthwhile. Yeah. No, we had each other on the drive, so <laughs> yeah. you can imagine what went down. Those, those, all those pit stops on the way? We, yeah, Did we you guys stop really at the rest stops? Things. Is that what those it is? Those truck stops? Uh -huh. Yeah. No, rest stops, and you're back in, I think, is what happens. <laughs> I, I, I saw it on the internet. Sorry. <laughs> and just so much NPR. It was just unreal. <laughs> Right around Picacho Peak, you have to switch it to the Tucson station because uh, you lose the Phoenix station. So, oh, but they're both kind of out for like five to ten minutes. Yeah. Anyway, um, so that idea came up, and I, I tried it on my own for a little while. You know, had some bites for investors, and couldn't decide on which which route was really going to be best to take. Uh, I didn't want to have a whole board of investors. I mean, there's. Uh, I'm not going to give away exact numbers, but there's more than 60 investors in Tucson, in the Tucson borderlands. Um, and I didn't, I didn't want to have to have a, a board that I answered to. I wanted it to be something I could control. Um, so deciding on how to set up the company was, you know, number one. So Mike and I worked on that uh, together originally. And then, uh, you know, after trying and failing for about a year to get things properly situated, you know, going through several drafts of a business plan, working on countless projections and talking to everyone in the industry that I knew to try to get their feedback and their input on what was realistic or what was going to be insane. Uh, you know, I kind of put it on the back burner for uh, a number of months until, uh, until I met our other business partner here in Phoenix. And then he and I started pushing it together. Um, so that whole delay was just because of the financing portion of it then? Financing was a large portion of it, yeah. Um, you know, I used to wear a, a button-down shirt and a tie every day. And, and when that was the case money really wasn't an issue but when I made the decision several years ago 20, 2013 to go into the beer industry um, that money stopped coming in and suddenly I, I didn't work for companies that offered benefits anymore and <laughs> it, uh, you know you start eating away at your savings and you, you're doing what you love but it comes with a very high price um well, at least not your soul, because you're a ginger, if I might say. You know, ah, you're good. What's the soul? What is the soul you speak of? <laughs> Damn, dude, your hands are cold. I got a warm heart, though. <laughs> I love hearing this because 
I, I'm, I can relate, and sometimes it's hard for me to, to, to relay that information, but you're experiencing it self, you know, by your, not by yourself, but you're experiencing it firsthand, raising that money, giving up that job, giving up that steady paycheck to go into this industry where it seems now everybody thinks they're going to build a brewery and sell it out for millions of dollars. That's not how it works. You're going to give up your steady income. You're going to give up having a fancy car. You're going to give up uh, benefits to get into this industry to learn how to do it correctly. In the end, yeah, we all want to make money, but in the end, you still have to do this thing correctly. And you have to be, I mean, at least for me, and it sounds like also for you, is that you've really got to be all in. Because a lot of people just put their toe in, try to keep their day job, and just can never really get there. I, for me, I would have never got open. I mean, I probably would have, but it would have been so much longer, and it probably would have cost me even more money if I just kept that safety net of a day job. I and, say it took some fucking balls for you guys to even step up and do something like that to give away that financial stability. That's, fuck. I don't yeah. think I could do it. <laughs> it's scary. It's, it's scary, especially when it wasn't your decision or you have, you have everything planned out how you want it to work, and the plans never work according to your timeline because it's always something else affecting it. There's always some other wrench that's going to pop up. Well, even the fact of having too many chiefs or too many cooks in the kitchen and you guys narrowing it down to only a certain amount of investors, I think that probably takes a lot of pressure off of you guys, right? Well, it, it did, and that was we—that was what we finally discovered worked, uh, and that's something we started moving on about you know nine, ten months ago, uh, and that—that's what it—that's what it took. We finally had the right people in place, um, you know, Matt. Matt came onto the team, so it was me and my partner up here, and, and then Matt. So we had these three guys. We didn't have to take any investment money. We went the SBA route instead. Awesome. And that was the, you know, that's what it took was uh, having the right people at the right time and with the right with the right plan. Because I mean, we went back and forth. You know, are we going to do a small tap room with no food and a small brewery, and then? Oh, we're gonna do a you know two and a half million dollar project with a full restaurant and a full production brewery, uh, and still try to sell the beer out of Tucson. And then, you know, that failed a couple times. And then we went back again, and we're like, no, we need to get back to our roots. And we tried that, and that fell through again. And it was, uh, you know, and the the whole time we're we're working full time plus in the industry, uh, learning what we can and. and doing as much research as we can aka drinking beer <laughs> I knew uh, <laughs> yeah that's how it all starts yeah well so you you had a good solid foundation as far as on the brewery side of it all and everything it was the whole financial aspect and actually running the business is was that harder for you guys or yeah. who's so, who's the who's the who's the money guy oh, i guess or who has the the, the business savvy guy out of the three of you guys well that's yeah, right there that's the my favorite thing about it is we all have our own really cool strengths. Um, you know, I've, I've had a lot of experience running the actual brewery side um, from, you know, managing that inventory and doing a production schedule and knowing where your costs are and your cost of goods sold in the brewery. That That's something I'm really good at. Um, our other business partner, he's, he's more of the top-end accounting and insurance and licensing um, and then Matt, I'll let you speak to your experience because, I mean, Matt too. He used to wear the same shirt and tie that um, you know we well, all did. It, it was it was a suit and tie mostly, but you know I don't, I don't even know. own a tie. <laughs> <laughs> I was too chubby to get a suit jacket that fit right. So. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean for me in this, it's I I've been extremely fortunate. Um, 
I moved here October 2016. Uh, From where? Uh, Washington, D.C. Okay. So actually, I spent the uh, first eight years after, after college. Yeah, I was wearing a suit and tie, working for different, uh, uh, different couple companies in D.C., doing sales. Um, and I quit my job in 2015 and just decided I was, I was done with it. And I just, I was done with the, with the whole suit and tie game and it just, I couldn't do it anymore. And I traveled for a year with my girlfriend at the time and now, now my wife. And we got back to D.C. and I was like, all right, I'm just going to go all in in the beer industry any way I could. And in D.C., everything's crazy expensive, you know, rent, just rent on its own. It's ridiculous. And I, I, I was like, well, I, I, I'm never going to make any money. But uh, Naya was, my wife was trying to, she was going to go back to the corporate world. She liked it. She's great at it. Um, and, and she was going to support us. So I've been fortunate with that. Um, and so spent three months back in D.C. And then she got a job out here. So we moved out here and started over. Um, and she's been supporting me out here mostly in my, you know, basically minimum wage in Denver endeavors in, in beer. You know, I've worked for a few different places, doing production, worked with Marshall. Um, sales was really my in on, on a couple of places to get as, as my background in corporate sales. Um, and like finding Marshall was was perfect for me. He's been, you know, suffering and laboring for Aww, for a couple of years. You're making him to, blush. Trying to bring this all together, and he's like, "Hey, what? You know, you're the final piece." I'm like, "I, I don't really feel like it. I feel like you're just like, hey, you want you want to open a brew with me? All right, you're cool. Come on in." <laughs> did he ask you what your credit score was to make sure everything was lined up? <laughs> he did, and uh, I could have I been lying to him, but you know, it, it well, it worked. You know, my my parents, you know, they they made sure I didn't f that up. So. You, you need to buy your wife another beer or something. That's fucking awesome that she helped out like that. Well, yeah, it's incredible. We, uh, you know, on our, uh, everything that we've ever put out for the brewery, we always say we're, we're family men. Um, only one of us has kids so far. But I'm, I'm personally on my fiancé's benefits, too, right now. Uh-huh. And hopefully that's going to change, you know, and uh, I'll be able to support both of us doing what we're doing. And obviously Matt would want the same thing to, to you know, be a real contributing partner in a marriage. Hey, uh, uh, I'm really good at building stuff. Oh, so. yeah. Actually, that's true. Yeah. Matt has completely transformed their house uh, in, his, in his latest stint of time off. So, uh, But, no, we, we, we really are, you know, family-oriented. We rely on them a lot, and uh, it's not just our wives and fiancés. It's... Uh, you know, it's our it's our friends and, and family in a whole, that, and I'm sure you know exactly that. Like, yeah, April t- April took a uh, sabbatical basically from work to help build this place. She took a year off from work, and it we had no benefits and just prayed that every time I used that saw, nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, man, when we were standing on the, the two by eights today, especially when you were up there right above me, while I, when I w- <laughs> we were doing some demo today, and I've got a sledgehammer trying to knock the like the four by eight pieces of plywood up and Marshall's got a crowbar right above me trying to climb over <laughs> straddling the two by eights. Hey, if you guys need help fucking breaking shit, call me up, man. Yeah. I'll fucking come do it for free. Hey, he knows, how to, he knows how to bust doors down. I like fucking shit up. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> breaking boards and breaking hearts, right? No, no, no hearts. I don't do that stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes, okay. boards. We have the pictures now. <laughs> oh, Lord. That's awesome. That um, 
you know, because I love this kind of story because it's something that I relate to. But I love going into breweries like that where they're family run and you know that they put their heart, everything they own into that place. I mean, for me, I've got my wife and my kids working here and it's, and it's great. Yeah, it's a lot of stress because, you know, we're putting them through it, but also because I want them to realize how hard it was to do this and how hard it was to get us to that next level. And they're here to experience that with us. And only thing it, it makes them appreciate it more when the success, you know, starts to roll in on a regular basis. Yeah, because of the I amount mean, of skin you guys have in the game. Right. Exactly. I mean, we, it's, it's everything. It's everything to us. Um, if this was if this was easy, everyone would do it. Oh yeah, you know, it's, and that's unless that's you've a got a huge checkbook. This is a, this is a process, man. I mean, absolutely, you have to keep pushing for it, and you've already you've already done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched, if we had a million dollars, oh, that'd be so nice. I know. Shit, three. We need three million dollars. <laughs> hey, I'm unclear as far as. I mean, what, I'll take a million. <laughs> what do you What are you guys opening up? I'm unclear on that on that part of it. I just know you guys are opening your own brewery. Is it going to be a tap room? Are you guys going to have food? Where are you guys at? I'm I don't know. Honestly, well, that's, I'm just yeah, asking. We should, we should yeah, let's get into the brewery a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So we, not let's talk about things besides the struggle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> although the struggle is real. Oh, we'll get back to that. Don't worry. I just want to know because I'm gonna come visit you guys. So, so uh, in January, we officially signed a lease on a spot at Seventh uh, Avenue in Deer Valley, um, right across the street from the entrance to the airport. It's the Deer Valley Airport. Yeah, the Deer Valley Airport. Um, we were so excited to see it when we originally saw it. Uh, everything about it just seemed perfect, and then we ended up being in litigation for about three months with the spot. Uh, it, while looking at other spots, but we originally, or the one we originally looked at, we came back to, and we couldn't be more excited about it. Um, 7,000 square foot space. Wow. Plenty of room. Well, I thought so, but. <laughs> already started. We started moving equipment in there, and it's shrinking. Seven thousand square foot with a three-barrel system. Uh, We're plumbing everything for the ten. But oh, there we go. Uh, okay, <laughs> I like that. Thinking yeah, big too. Um, so we landed there. We just started demo today. It was it was a everyone was super energized and ready to go. We were at the end of the day. We celebrated by throwing hammers and axes at the drywall that was left <laughs> I've you know I've heard a lot of people in the industry talk about how rewarding it is to do their own demo and while we were doing it it was a little bit brutal thankfully it's not summer but it's a lot of hard work and uh, it was taxing you know it, on, a, on the whole team, we had five people working out there today. Yeah, if you build, I'm just going to go in and knock down some walls, simple as that. Well, no, it's just not, <laughs> not like that. You're going to knock yeah. down the walls. Then what I mean, are you going like, to do with those walls when they're done? Oh, we got wait, we got to go out and run a dumpster? I'm like, oh, well, how much does that cost? And then you're going to go back tomorrow and every every landscaper in town has filled it up. And then they're not going to come pick it up or they're going to make you charge you to pay you to bring another one to level it out before they're going to haul it away. So that's, that's that was a constant nightmare. I would, I would see cars pull around and dump shit in our back dumpster all the time. It was so aggravating. I had to pay three times. The original GC was supposed to pay for it, and then he walked up at the job and didn't pay for it. So ultimately, I ended up paying for that and another one. Yeah, that, just, the dumpster drama uh, we talked about pretty extensively today because uh-huh. it's supposed to rain tomorrow, Oh. and they're charged by weight. Yep. So we threw insulation and... And drywall and wood in there, and it's all gonna soak up Ooh, water and weight. Yeah. You guys have a lot of tarps, like maybe tarpet or something. I have a tarp that will cover the entire thing. We I built shingles. Uh, we built oh, shingles. Yeah, we, 
and we pulled uh, we pulled about eight four by eight plywood pieces off of uh, the second story in one of the suites that we took over today, and we built a, like a shingle cover over the whole thing before we left today. That's cool. Fucking some ingenuity. It'll like it. You guys are It'll fucking help. men's men. You're not going to reclaim those beams and build like a cool bar out of it? Well, the beams, I think. The beams, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. They, they had some nice two by eight beams. Yeah, we'll um, use that. That, that we'll something. probably reuse. Yeah, when I demoed this place, I was like, oh, I'm going to use this, I'm going to use that, I'm going to use this. And then it just became such a hassle because all I was doing was moving from one corner to the next to over there. Then I got to work over there, move it over here. I spent more time moving that shit. Finally, I just trashed it all. Some of yeah. it I kept, but it was just such a pain in the ass because it, it fills up so quick. You got this giant space. You start moving in equipment. You start digging holes. You start bringing in you know, um, building supplies. And then you got to bring in your forklifts and, or in your, your scissor list to get up and down. And then oh, I can't get there from here. It fills up really quickly. How has the city been with you guys as far as permits and all that stuff? Easy to work with, or so we took a we took a different route there. We've we've only had to interact with the city ourselves uh, very little so far because we started working with an architecture firm called Archicon. Um, not trying to do a plug for them, but they've been working with me without taking a dime for two years. So they've come and walked every space that we've looked at, told us what was good and bad. Uh, and then when we finally landed on this space, one of the services they offer is that they have a guy that will, once your plans are approved or you need a permit, they'll take it down to the city for you. And they know everyone at the city already, so they'll push it through because um, we're really trying to expedite. So we're That's spending a, cool. little, a little bit more money trying to get things done quickly. Um, so back to the back to your question, Joey. Um, you know, just demo started today. We hope to be open by the end of May or June is, is the target. That's pretty amazing to have something like that because that is such a giant problem. Um, trying to get inspectors lined up, uh, making sure you don't piss them off when they come in because then they're not going to do any favors the next time. So that's, that's something. If you've got that relationship with a company like that, that's very cool. And the fact that they were willing to let you delay starting the payment, that's even better. Because every dollar every dollar counts, especially when you're paying it up front. Yeah. Because you have that you want that money in the back end. But to have that later, that's amazing. That's that's good job, man. Real good job. When do you guys project it open up? Uh, so our other partner says May. I'm thinking June or July. Um We'll just to be safe. You know. Just to be safe. I've been telling everyone June or July. If we open sooner, great. Um, I know that the TTB is really backlogged right now. That was my question. Um, yeah. Last I checked, they're uh, up to four months behind. So we have the benefit of opening a tap room and selling Borderlands beer and guest beers without selling beer that's produced in-house. That's awesome. Uh, so we can start getting a cash flow while we're still waiting on the rest of our permits to come through. But that is great. So how many taps are you going to do? We're shooting for 20 handles and then uh, two grab-and-go coolers. Perfect. And you guys awesome. are going to have food or no? No. So no. it's just going to be a tap room? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, tap room, and uh, we're going to have a separate room built off of the tap room, uh, kind of a glass glass room with a drop ceiling that's going to be a community room so we'll do special tastings or if someone wants to rent it they can do that when it's not being used it's going to be uh just open open to the public yeah you've got a lot of little restaurants right there too you got a little mixing food door like two so, doors down habanero fresh i met the owner today uh-huh. went and got my breakfast burrito which is probably going to have about four times a week 
<laughs> and he was he was in there, and he's like, "Oh, you're from the brewery." I said, "Yes, I am. I, we wanted to talk to you." And he's like, "Well, I wanted to talk to you about uh, food. Are you guys doing food?" I said, "No, we're not." Um, but we'd love to set something up. And, uh, right now they close kind of early, but he's like, we would stay open late Thursday, Friday, Saturday if you guys were going to be uh, operating. I said, yep, absolutely. So that would be great. We get closer, we'll talk to him because uh, we didn't we didn't plan to put in a kitchen. That was never uh, it wasn't part of this plan. So yeah, because your zone that's that's kind of warehouse space. Your zone commercial, but you're not like retail. You don't have to put in a kitchen. The city made me put in a kitchen because it's an uncommercial space. Oh. Wow. So, but you, you, you're something different. That's awesome. That's a really yeah. good idea. A lot of breweries do that where they make a deal with a local restaurant right next door or a couple doors down. And some of them got their POSs and they hooked up to each other. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It prints out over there and they just bring it over. Yeah. That's, That'll what, be we're, awesome. that's what we're looking to do. So That's cool. So, let's get into a, a fun topic of this. And maybe some of you known raising the funds to start this brewery. So we, a lot of us put everything we own into this, but sometimes we go that extra route and we do the crowdsourcing thing and you guys are doing a Kickstarter. What Correct. made you decide to go that route? Uh, well, I mean, it, it's it's twofold, I think. Um, I mean, the first thing is, well, we we could, we need all the money we can get, right? I mean, we've... And then some. Yeah, and then some, yeah. Um, we've, got, we've got our SBA, um, which is going to be a big part of it. We've got the initial capital that we already had like uh, you know the brew system that Marshall has had for years uh, and then our own funds that we're that we're investing in you know I've been saving money for years for I, I didn't know what and then it turned out it was so I could help try and start my own brewery um, and then the other part of it is uh, you know is marketing really for it so to build excitement and awareness for the brewery so um, it, it, it works in both ways. So we can give people something that they want, which is sweet Borderlands swag and, and <laughs> events. You know, we're having a Kickstarter party for this for people that want to be part of that. Um, you know, T-shirts and cool pint glasses and everything. And then they're also helping us, giving, giving us money so that we can, because we're going to need a little bit more money to build out the tap room. Um, we want to have a patio space. Nice. I like that idea. Yeah, so I mean, we won't. We probably won't really have that uh, in June and July, but you know, in a couple more months when it gets cooler again. Nobody wants to sit outside in July. If I yeah, kick exactly. in ten bucks, do I get like a bench in my honor on the outside patio? <laughs> what, what, are, where, where do I get it? How much money do I need to give to you guys? <laughs> well, we do have a. Uh, we're doing like a founders wall thing. Um, I think that's like uh, like two hundred fifty dollars. We're gonna have a, bit, a whole wall. Where you get everybody that's part of the founders club wall will be on that. Um, they also there's other swag that's involved with that too, the t-shirts and some things. But uh, that's cool. I mean, it's a, I've always like you know you go to libraries and stuff like that and you see like a bench, yeah, you know that has like somebody's so and so's honors. Like, uh-huh. Damn, I want to be on that. I've been bugging Brandon about putting a fucking seat over here with my name on it for I don't know how long. Yeah. I don't think he listens to me because he's probably like, what the fuck am I talking about? There's, there's never been, there's never <laughs> been anything that. in my honor in my life. And I guess the brewery, well, it's not going to have my name on it, so I'm going to be jealous of those Founders Club people that get to have their name on the wall and my name's not up there. Damn it. Doing this wrong. No, three. That's pretty cool. I never thought of it that way. I mean, but you guys are there every day. Everybody knows. You can put your pictures on the wall. 
Yeah, then you seem like a douche. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or you could like name the brewery after yourself. I don't know that. Yeah, those guys are assholes. <laughs> Who? Who's assholes? I didn't catch it. I'm sorry. Arrogant. Yeah, big heads. Uh. Um, so, how's the Kickstarter going? How long is it going for? Do you guys have like the uh, link, or how's that? Co- how do you find it? Uh, so yeah, if you're on, if you go to Kickstarter uh, and just search Borderlands, we're gonna be the first one that pop, uh, pops up. Um, if you're on our, you know, on our Instagram, uh, Borderlands Public House, or on Facebook, Borderlands Phoenix, uh, you'll find the links there. Um, and yeah, so far it's it's going pretty well. Um, you know, the, the issue we're having is just getting. You know, to people that aren't friends with us or aren't quite in the industry, is getting our name out there, letting them know that we even exist, that there's a Kickstarter for us. Um, obviously, you know, our, our friends and family, they, everyone knows about it there. But, I mean, it's it's going well. Um, you know, it's, we're only, on, it's only been a week so far. Yeah, it's, it's been yeah just over a week. Uh, we're go, we're doing it. It's running for 45 days, so the middle of middle of March is when it ends. Um, but yeah, we're every time we post about it, we get several new. One uh, of it's not called donations, reward, contributions. Contributions. That's the word I'm looking Good for. Good word. Yeah. Yeah, people but, really. Because uh, it's interesting because it seemed like when we were starting, there was this mass entry into social media. I'm sorry, into um, uh, crowdsourcing, crowdfunding. Mm-hmm. Everybody's doing a Kickstarter. And a lot of breweries were successful. I, for one, wasn't. Um, I kind of was trying to be a nice guy at the time. It's kind of what you know, what you learn at the time. But we were going to start ours, and another brewery started theirs. I thought, hey, I'll be cool. I'll, I'll, you know, finish yours, and then I'll do mine afterwards. Getting ready to do it again. Another local brewery started another one. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll wait. I'll, do, I'll, I'll let them do theirs first, because I was still looking for space. And then I finally got ours going. And then they were both successful. By the time I rolled out... I started getting comments. Well, how many brewers do we have to support? We already do, why are we doing you? We already did these other two. I was like, shit, I'm kind of getting screwed here a little bit. We came so close, and we but it was again, it was all or nothing. Yeah. And a lot of these breweries were doing it, and this seems to be that there was a lot of it was their main source of income. They were trying to raise sixty, eighty, hundred thousand dollars. It was nuts. We were just trying to raise. I forgot thirty thousand, thirty five, maybe. I don't remember. Maybe forty. I forgot. I don't know. But um, I was I wasn't kind of prepared for some of the backlash on it. Then it seemed that everybody was doing it, and then all of a sudden I started getting uh, Indiegogo contacting me, and another company was actually looking to do crowdsourcing, especially for breweries. And he begged me and begged me and begged me to do one. I was like, I don't, I don't want to do this again. I, I almost felt humiliated at a point trying to raise money and not being successful. I was like, and it was stressful as hell because you're like counting that dog. Oh my god, I did, we didn't really make much money today, and all you get when you're like, cool, the constant up and downs. And I was like, I don't want to do this again. And he just begged us, and I was like, fine, I'll do it. I put like no effort into it because I was not into it, and I don't think that comes even around anymore. And then it seems like they just kind of faded away. Some popped up, but there hasn't really been any. You guys are kind of the first ones to get back into it. I think there's one other in town recently. The thing I like about what you guys are doing is you're not using it for the giant source of your income. You guys have put everything you've owned in this. This is just a little bit of money to bridge the gap. And starting a brewery, it is so expensive, and everything you think you got enough money for, it ends up costing more. So this is going to help you guys just kind of get over that little hump and pay for the overages and shit that you're going to come up with. Yeah. So how did you guys um, come about like picking what these rewards were going to be? Because at the time, it was always just the same typical five or six things. But you guys got a lot of really cool, a lot of really different rewards. Well, 
first on your point, every every line item that we came up with on the budget, we tacked on anywhere between 10 and 15 percent, just because it's always going to be more expensive, uh-huh. without a doubt. Uh, but no, Matt Matt came Sorry, up with Snapchat. Matt came up with a good uh, a good portion of our of our rewards. He did a he actually did a lot of research. Um, our other partner came up with all the most recent successful brewery kickstarters, uh-huh. and we we went through and reviewed all of their rewards. And then Matt took uh, everything that, that we were going to be offering and put it into a spreadsheet and said, uh, you know what what the cost was going to be to us, how much Kickstarter was going to take off at the top of it, uh, and then what we could expect to see back from it. So, I mean, I, Matt came up with a lot of the reward things, and we kind of, like the other partner and I, just kind of chipped chipped in and when we could. But. You're so modest. We all got together and kind of <laughs> hashed it out. It was, you know, like pretty much everything we've been doing. It's a big team effort. Did you guys do a uh, blood pack? Or <laughs> how, how do we get this figured out? Beer, beer packed? Is that a thing? No, no, no. You gotta do a blood. <laughs> Mix it with beer. It's spit, I think, too. I don't. I don't. Is that sanitary? It doesn't matter. <laughs> that's one of the things you, you just mentioned. That's one of the things I've always loved about Marshall. He is so even keel, yeah. no ego whatsoever. And I told him, you've got to get a little bit of one, man, because you're you're doing some good things here. And, and you, you know, he's like, he's, he's just so modest all the time. It's like, you know. Be proud of what you're doing. You know, people people love you, and you're doing a cool thing. Don't get an ego. Don't become a dick. But you know, be proud of what you're doing. And I, I absolutely he, he would be unstoppable if he became I, a dick. <laughs> <laughs> How much support are you guys getting like from other six, breweries? Six four ginger beard. Hey, you can't stop that. Mm. I would not be. Uh, I would not be any anywhere near the person I am today if I didn't have so much support from people around me. So. Amen. I'm not Are you guys getting guy a lot of support from other breweries, brewers, or how's that working out? This community's been great. Um, I mean, you guys know. Oh you yeah, guys know, you guys know how the people are in this in this group in this industry. Um, everyone's offered offered advice and support, and um, we've had people you know sharing the sharing our social media, sharing the Kickstarter. Uh, Everyone's been through opening, and everyone has a different story, and the different struggles, you know, different routes to raising money, different problems with the city, different problems with inspectors, different problems with cubic dumpsters, uh, and everyone's willing to willing to share that. Nobody's trying to covet their information like it like it's um, invaluable. So, I mean, to yeah. us, it's invaluable, but they're willing to share it, so we'll we'll take it. And you guys got the backing of Borderlands. I mean, they've been through it and they've been in this industry for a long time, so you've got a a built-in support system right there. Well, really all we're getting from Borderlands in Tucson is support, uh, like educational support. Um, Uh You know, Borderlands just went through their move. Um, They relocated all all their production equipment to a new facility in November. Uh, Matt and I uh, were were part of that. And... uh, Marshall ran that whole operation. That was that was all Marshall. I did some lifting. <laughs> Again, he's being too modest. Of course. No, it was. No, I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have been able to do what I did if Matt wouldn't have spent 14 hours a week in a car with me. So, how can you say no to that? <laughs> yeah, why, why wouldn't you? I um, wish I knew you sooner. <laughs> 
next. There's always uh, next. I wouldn't somewhere. bring anything to the table. I just want to hang out in the car. So with yeah, you. that's um, you know, I'll, I'll touch on that just just really, really briefly. The model that we're operating under uh, is both similar and dissimilar to things that I've seen happening before. But uh, our our brewery up here is called Borderlands Public House. It's a completely different entity than, than Borderlands in Tucson. So there's there's no shared ownership. Um, a lot of people say, well, that sounds like a franchise. Uh, and while it does kind of seem like it would be a franchise, we're not set up under franchise law. So technically, no, we're not a franchise. We're under a licensing agreement. Um, they're friends of ours. We love the brand. We love everything that they've done for us. But the route that we wanted to take wasn't to... Uh, you know, build on build on that one company. We wanted to build on the brand. So uh, the only the only other local local example I can think of um, that I'm certain of is is Oso. They operate the same way. All of their locations are a different LLC, a different company. Um, and actually, Borderlands in Tucson is is not even an LLC. It's an S corp. So. So, will your beers that you guys make be sold down there in the Borderlands in Tucson, and their beers up here, kind yeah. of thing? So, um, and that's something I'm so excited about is everything that they make, we, we get to buy from them, um, to put on, to put on draft for us up here and, and vice versa. Uh, we're still operating as, as one company. So if, if they have an idea and they want to try brewing some crazy beer with some crazy additive, then we can do it on our pilot system here and it frees up their system in Tucson to focus on flagship production, which is where the big problem for Tucson has been. Every batch that's brewed down there is sold the day it's brewed. Like it's, wow. it's ready to go. Um, I mean, and moving into the production space is great. That's going to help. Um, but freeing up any collaboration beers or charity beers, experimental beers, seasonal beers, we're going to make those all in Phoenix. Uh, and that's going to free up all of our production in Tucson. So... That's cool. That'll be a lot of fun. So you're going to have some really cool stuff coming out of there. Yeah. I can't wait. And maybe some bad stuff. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that'll happen. <laughs> so, a little bit around the Kickstarters. I know this is, probably, is a hot topic. Um, so, just an example, like what, aside from just using it to bridge the gap, like do you have that money keyed towards this? So we're going to use this money for just like, trademarking um, or is this for you know making just all this swag and everything for the for the funds or is it hey we can use this money to you know build our bar well we had like going into it every everything to build out and get open was funded we were we were confident in that already um, but one of the things that Architcon our, our uh, design group is doing um, they're tying in our patio licensing and permitting with our regular design permitting so even though we're not going to be building it out right away um, we're going to have the permit for it but we didn't budget to build it out so money from Kickstarter could go toward that uh, I think the the largest thing for me was well we can you know we can pull those funds in and use them to, to build out spaces that people can enjoy um, it's it's crowdfunding and it's also crowd building so We've always wanted this to be a project where people could be involved from different, you know, different parts of the valley or different walks of life, different industries. 
uh, getting the word out there and, and letting them like, oh, my name's on the founder wall. You know, I'm, I'm part of this now. I'm part of this community and I'm, I'm proud of what they're doing. Um, that's what I like most about the idea. Um, we're not doing it as a, as a cash grab. Uh, we want to get people involved and, and that money is going to go directly toward building out spaces that people who come in can enjoy. That's great. That makes pe- the people, you know, especially the customers you're going to have coming through the door, it makes them have a little bit of, little bit of feel like home. Um, people like that. They like to feel like they helped with that brewery. They love to come in stores. Hey, I, I help, I help support these guys before they open. It makes them, you know, makes them feel good, and it makes you guys feel good, especially when they walk you back through that door and said, "Hey, I, I gave you guys five bucks." It's like, thank you. I mean, it's just just yeah. a little bit of money. It, it feels really good. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, and people, you know, I'm say. I'm sure you guys are going to get there. Um, I, I was kind of really, I wouldn't say, surprised at how little you were asking for because people usually shoot for the moon um, sometimes, and it's kind of like, wow, that's a lot of money. It's like, where's that money coming from? But I think it's cool that you guys are being very, you know, very real with what that money is, is what you need it for and how much you're trying to raise. And then the, the fact that you will really promote these people, that's pretty cool. So I think it's something people will really get involved on. Um, I think everybody listening here should go out and Insta- or Instagram and Facebook and retweet this thing because you know they got some funny videos on there. It's Wait, a- are you guys on Grinder? <laughs> <laughs> asking for a friend. Wait, that was Marshall's job. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Is he on that one? That's that's cool. Um, so, what's your decor going to be like there? Because I, I love the building downtown, the original one. It was so rustic and so awesome. What what's what are you guys going to do? Yeah, I mean, we're well, so we want to keep that. I mean, everybody loves that design, that style, but part of it's hard to replicate because that building in Tucson, you know, is from 1900 or, or whatever year, something like yeah, that. Yeah, find a find a 120 year old produce warehouse in North Phoenix. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. I dare those, you, those North exist. Peoria. Uh, but no, we. I mean, the the style they have down there. So the 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 old, you know, reclaimed rustic wood. The you know the you know the divider between what the brew house was and the yeah, tap room, so that kind of metal, the rustic metal look, so that kind of style. Uh, but Marshall and I, you know, both kind of uh, anal attentive, and like when it comes to like cleaning and that kind of stuff. So that, but uh, it's even cleaner. Um, well, obviously, because it's in it's in a lot newer building, about an eighty year eighty years newer of a building. So, uh, but a lot of wood, a lot of metal. Um, and you know what you think of when you think of a, uh, a hipster douchebag idea of a brewery. Probably. Oh man, are we back to hipsters again? Here we go. Yeah, hipster douchebag. Trademark that beer right now. Oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's a good beer. Collaboration, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah hipster douchebag. Hipster, hipster douchebag. Yeah. yeah. North Valley hipster IPA. Yeah. Dude, we threw a sock hat in the mesh. <laughs> All right. What do you What do you think about this style? Uh, rustic chic. Okay, that's a better name. Yeah. That's probably better marketing than. Damn, it's better you got than, a it's, fucking. Ooh. It's better than hipster douchebag. Uh, <laughs> You're right. Rustic sheep. So what kind of? So yeah. I've I've heard that I'm kind of beat downer sometimes when I'm trying to do that. But what kind of obstacles have you guys already encountered? <laughs> we got to keep this real. This is being uh, honest. We don't want how these much guys time to, do we have? Oh, we've got plenty of time. Uh. All right. Well, let's talk about the most prominent one. The most the most real one. Um. So we, we looked at this space, we loved it, we wanted it, we were moving on it, we almost signed the lease. 
And then our GC walked it, and he's like, there's no sprinklers in here. I'm like, oh, well, we're going to have to have sprinklers in here. Yeah. Uh, so it led this down this, this rabbit hole of current and upcoming laws regarding change of occupancy and requirements for sprinklers. So the previous tenants in our space weren't required to have them because they were in the building before 2012. Uh, we were changing the occupancy from automotive to uh, to production. So we had to put them in, and then we went into this uh, litigation battle. I wouldn't say a battle. This litigation conversation through email and phone call for a number of weeks with the landlords and the property managers because we weren't we didn't budget to pay for it, and they didn't expect to have to pay for it because they weren't you know they weren't expecting a change of occupancy most of that strip right now is automotive um so we we had pretty much written it off because uh did you have to put sprinklers in this building yeah so there were the problem with me is i had drop spring i had a drop ceiling in here so everything was ran because oh. everything was built 10 years ago so everything was fine but when i took the when i took the drop ceiling out no, these poles hanging down are about three feet, four feet from the ceiling. Yeah. Well, according to the code, I think they need to be like six inches from the roof. So I had to have somebody come back in, disconnect them all, and then take them and flip them out and make sure they were all up. Thought that was great. No problem. But then the problem came when I had to put that scrim paper up there in the insulation above it. Well, then that kind of stuff sags. Well, now it's no longer six inches. Well, now you're like an inch. You're two inches. You need to adjust them again. So then we had to come back in and staple up some of the areas or bring sprinkler heads down again to meet it. So it's just, that's like one of the examples. I, I love that people think, oh, all you got to do is this. All you got to do is knock down a wall. Well, no, because you knock down a wall, it changes something else. You build a wall, it changes something else. And there's always those little things that come up. And also it's like, oh, wow, that thing shouldn't be anything. Oh, that, hey, that's five grand. Oh, shit. I didn't know it was going to cost me $5,000. <laughs> yeah. And then, an- and then another month of of finding somebody to do it and getting it done and getting it inspected and getting it fixed and getting expected again and then okay now you can go on to the next step and before you know it it's like oh wow that just cost us three weeks and four weeks or then all of a sudden my free rent's up and now it cost me another month of, of rental payments and I'm right. not even opening I'm not generating any income yeah so, I, so I, it's, you yeah, get it yeah I, I get it I mean I'm make sure you get it because <laughs> so well, yeah build a wall the uh, <laughs> so that build the wall. The building didn't even have a water main for sprinklers. Wow! So the landlord was like, "Well, you guys could just pay upwards of twenty five grand to run a sprinkler main through the back of the building and then sprinkler our seven thousand square foot space." So we're like, "Yeah, that's probably not going to happen." We looked at some other spaces that uh, fell through in the meantime, and then <laughs> during this time. Our property manager, I mean, we, we finally settled. And we were like, we'll pay a $5,000 portion of the cost to do our unit. In 2020, there is litigation coming through specifying that any change of occupancy in any new building has to have sprinklers. So all of, all of the existing spaces will eventually get them. Uh, so they were like, okay, we'll cover the cost of the water main, which was the, the large portion of it. Um, and that that's really what that hurdle finished it for us so we're like okay we can we can manage that that's part of that 10 to 15 percent overage cost that we were expecting already uh let's let's move forward with it uh so they were 
they're pretty well installed already. We had to get some walls down today so they could finish. But that was that was one of the many hurdles. Uh, and I, I bet I'm I'm 95% sure there's going to be another problem with the sprinklers before we're done. Yeah. Stupid fire <laughs> safety. No, that well, cause, cause, yeah, because after fire sprinklers, there's also fire alarm. So they need to make sure, like, the whole system's hooked up to there. That's... So it's like, so why can't the one guy do it? Well, no, one guy does the plumbing of the fire thing. The other guy come and does the wiring. It's like, what, another company? Oh. you got to have the alarm system, the fire riser room, and all the other bullshit that comes along with it. Uh-huh. Our GC has to build a two-hour firewall on the adjoining suite, and then on four feet of our side of the ceiling, or the roof, and our adjacent suite, they have to spray it and seal it so that there's an eight-foot fire jump gap. That black hose up there, same thing, right above your head. Stupid firefighters! Yeah, you got it. You got it. <laughs> yep. Um, so we have to we have to install that, and then as soon as we put in the walk-in cooler, the restrooms, the offices, anything with a with the, with a drop-down ceiling, we have to have the fire company come back and rerun drops into each of those. Um, Just let it rooms. burn. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let it burn. That's what we. Uh, <laughs> We do have really, really Wait, good why don't insurance we just call in place. Yeah. Like, what are we, like, what do we need sprinklers for? Yeah. Yeah. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. He's back there drinking a beer. Fuck yeah. yeah <laughs> in a koozie so it doesn't get warm from the fire and the burning dreams around I'll him. take my mask off and just fucking drink. It'd be cool. <laughs> Find a spot. He's so wearing been, a camelback. What's been fun for you guys so far, then? What's been what? Fun? What's been what's been fun? What have you, you enjoyed? What's the like, positive like, in all of this? Yeah, I mean, because it's so easy to become negative because there's just headaches after headaches because it's something you're not familiar with, and it's like, we, we know how to make beer, we know how to sell beer, and we know how to have fun and drink beer. But it's like, yeah, I don't know how to build that wall. I don't know how to, all times to come maybe find a GC to do this right, or it's like, why does this need this, this special permit to do something in order to do something else? So what I, what I called it was little victories. When I found something that was kind of fun, I, and I was able to take care of it or something that I, I was able to do myself and take care of. I called it Little Victories and I would, I would social media and I, I would hashtag Little Victories. And it was a lot of fun. So I, I, and I thrived on those little things because it was, it's, it's easy to go home and be upset. It's easy to go home and be pissed off. Something didn't get done. Inspector didn't show up. They dinged you on a bunch of shit. But when you got those little things, it was like, yeah, we got, we, we got approved today. Or, or yeah, the, you know, the framing went in today. It was like, oh, yeah, the, the, we, we filled this hole today. It was cool. What have you guys found that enjoyment out of yet, any, of anything? Dude, I was just going to say Little Victories. Uh-huh. Like that. Uh, We've had a few recently. It's been the past, it's been good. past couple weeks I, have been good. I think the big one, the biggest one for me, prior to signing the lease on the space, Matt and I were down on like one of our 14-hour work days in Tucson. I mean, we went down there to work. So like if we're staying the night, we worked long-ass days. Right, so it's coming to the end of this this twelve to fourteen hour day, and we got the email that said our SBA was approved. I'm like, oh shit, this is really gonna happen now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great feeling. I remember we got our keys. Yeah, one of those SBA loans get approved. It's just like, because we need this, we need a copy of this. What what where are your tax returns? What about what about this? What about this? And then you finally you actually get it. And you're like, oh my god! I still remember I was sitting in a movie theater and I got the text and I was like. I, I just I just because I knew it was we were waiting we were so close and I was like, don't look at your your phone in the movie theater. No, I, I put it up under my shirt. I'm looking down my collar. I'm like, oh my god, we got the we got the loan. I'm so I was so excited. It was like, it was great. It was it was so. Again, it was said that little victory that just made you yes that felt yeah. so good. 
It's huge. It's yeah, huge. you've got a lot of the, you've got a lot of those coming. Um, so you know, you've hit, you've hit the good, you've hit the bad. What so, about you, Matt? Yeah, well, you're being really I mean, quiet over there. Hey, I'm not, you know what? Eh, I do my thing. Uh, yeah, we've had a lot of false alarms with, like, when it comes to, oh, are we going to get this place? You know, Marshall's talking about the sprinklers. Uh, you know, we had another place that uh, we thought it was going to happen ba- uh, probably, like, seven or eight months ago. We were like, oh, we're going to get this place. We're going to sign the lease. Everything's going well. They love us. They want us to be there. And then uh, another, I guess that we were working with uh, a minority owner, then the majority owner comes in, and uh, he's like, uh, I'm going to need to see another million dollars in equity. Aye. What are you talking about? <laughs> what? Uh-huh. A million? Look at us. Come on. Uh, you know, so really just actually finally signing the lease on this place, it was like, is this really happening? Are we really doing this? We're si-? And I have the paper in my hand, and I'm signing it, and... I know it's going. It's going down. It's actually this is actually really happening. But I'm still like, is it? What what else is going to go? Did wrong? you take a picture as you were signing? I did take a picture. As I, I did too. Signing, yeah. Uh, and it's, when you got yeah. those keys, you take a picture of the keys. Through, your hand? No. That's a great. That's a great Instagram opportunity right there. Yeah, we should do that. You know. Yeah. Maybe that's the, we got to get over that hurdle. I could I could hold any key and take a picture. You could. Nobody's gonna know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That doesn't look like a brewery key. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I know. I've, I've yet to see one of those keys. Although mine does look like a, a beer key. A beer key is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, we should get a really cool looking key. It is. Yeah. It looks like a beer mug. If I could just turn a, cool. a bottle opener into a key, I think that would be the. Oh, that'd be badass. All right, let's do that. that. It's Borderlands trademarked already. Yeah, don't worry. We'll, don't worry. We'll figure that out. Right on. What did you guys? wish you knew before you went down this like what's been or like what's been like the best advice you're like damn I wish I would have known that before we did this shit one thing I mean there's there's, I know there's hundreds of them but so when I uh, when I first decided I wanted to open a brewery I was just a home brewer and if if I would have somehow managed to accomplish what it's taken me years to accomplish, like the right people, the right money, the right everything. If I somehow would have managed to do that while I was still just a home brewer, uh, I would have failed almost immediately. Almost immediately. It is... Maybe if I was trying to open a convenience store, you know, I could have done it right away. But this, this is such a specialized industry that you... And you see it sometimes. I won't. I won't call out anyone by name, but you see sometimes where people have the dream, and then they find someone with money who doesn't understand what what's going on, and then they make it happen, and it doesn't work. It's not a successful model. You know, they have to either change very quickly to match uh, the industry. The lucky ones do that, or they go out of business, and then you and then you, you know, they're the ones that are closing after a year or two and if yeah that, i think that would be the biggest thing like if you if you think about doing this if you're planning on doing this uh research it learn it do it it's it's so much harder to start a business any business than you would assume if you're doing it without money i mean that's the that's the biggest thing you know is uh i i wasn't born with a silver spoon so it's it's something we've had to fight for and work for. 
it's only going to make you re- respect it and uh, appreciate it even more once you get there because you realize how much you did. And when, you, and when people come in, they're going to ask you, so what was this place before? And you're going to explain, Bill, explain to them, oh, yeah, this was, this was uh, you know, an automotive place. We had to tear this down. Me and my buddy, we were, we were up on a ladder. We were tearing this down. You know? me, and my, me and my wife were here late one night. We spent the night here because we were working late into the midnight. And you know, something happened. You've got these great stories, and people love to hear them. Um, but that also that, that creates that little bit of a bond with you and your customers, and, and they, they learn to appreciate what you went through. Um, and the fact that they're sitting in your place and you were able to overcome that and now you're pouring them beer and you're, and you're sitting and talking about it. And it's fun. We, April and I used to have this conversation all the time. Man, this is going to be a good story. This is going to be a good story to tell people, you know, or remember when this happened, remember when that happened. And it, 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 at the time, you're like, bullshit, that sucked. I, I, you know, I cut my finger open. I couldn't do anything for a couple of days. And now you're like, I'm telling that story and, and it's fun. So that, that's, that's really good. That's really wise of you too because I tell people that I was kind of in that, in that kind of first wave originally with like uh, McFay and North Mount and um, Wilderness just to open but we didn't make it because every time we would find a spot something would come up the landlord would come back and want something different or they would change their mind or all of a sudden they didn't want alcohol in their building and then that place would fall apart and we would search again search again for two three months find another spot get all excited and then that place would fall apart and we've had the conversation several times that at that point we almost felt like we we started to force things we just wanted a, pl- a place so bad let's just let's just do it let's just do it and we would have failed we absolutely would have failed because it would have been the wrong location it would have sure. cost us more money and we wouldn't have done it and things just have a way of working out sometimes but that's you just have to realize you have to step back and kind of take that deep breath and and get unemotional about it that this probably isn't the best thing to do let's really Let's really just let's think about this for a minute. And even when I found this spot, I was at a little bit of that point. We had just looked at another place because the last one had fallen through. And I was like, this is it. There's no place else to look at. And I was on my way home and I drove past this place and I happened to see a sign with a different realtor. I'm like, hmm, maybe it's, maybe it's something different this time. And I pulled in, looked at it, wrote down the number, sent it to my, landlo- or to my agent and said, hey, don't make that offer yet. This sign just showed up in this place that I've been looking at. Let's see if this is available. The next day, he goes, hey, they want to meet. They want to meet. Can we meet tonight? I'm like, yeah, we'll meet you there at 5 o'clock. Boom. We had a handshake deal that night. And this is the place that I looked at, and it just, it just happened. So just like for you guys, when that, a few other spots fell apart, and you, you, you didn't force any of those things, and you didn't even force the other ones. You're wise enough to say, hey, look, I'm not going to spend this kind of money to, to retrofit a, a, a building that I don't own. I'm not going to pay to retro because right. you're gonna, you know, whether you don't you decide in five years you don't want to be there or however long your lease is for, you just you just retrofitted that guy. You saved that guy twenty five grand, and that's that was you know he's like he doesn't care he doesn't care right. about you guys because he's just gonna it's just gonna help him for the next place. But that's pretty cool that you were able to um, to know that now and you guys have got into the right spot. You've got the right kind of mentorship I would call it and the right help for people helping you get there. So that I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy for you guys. That's that's pretty cool. You guys, you guys are pretty set up for, I wouldn't say success right away, but you guys have done a lot of things right. To bring that back, what I was saying with me is that I was able to live vicariously through McFate and through North Mountain and Wilderness, and I learned for those guys. I would, I would bombard them with emails and phone calls and text messages all the time. Hey, what about this? What about that? And they say, Hey, uh, beware of this. Beware of that. And I would say, Yeah, the second location, 
piece of cake because now I know what to do. I know what not to do. I know what to spend money on, what not to spend money on. But when you're doing it first off, it's hard because you're relying on a lot of people or you're just like, well, that's what the landlord wants. So I guess we got to give it to him. And then you're like, really? Like, and then you start reviewing the lease. Yeah, it's like, what? Why, I, why would I agree to that shit? So, yeah, good for you guys, man. Good for you guys. Just real quick, I uh, I want to I give a slight shout-out. Uh, so Matt and I both used to work at Helton. And Brian Helton and I were hanging out, drinking a beer one night after, after, after shift, hanging out. At the Brewer's Lounge, he used to call it, hang it by the dumpster. Uh, <laughs> and we're talking about his, his path, and he, he summed it up pretty well, because he's been... I mean, I'm, I'm grateful I got to work underneath him and work with Rob Coat. Um, he's a great guy. But he said, yeah, from, from the years I was brewing, one to three... My, like my one to three years I was brewing, I thought, I've got this, I got it. No problem. From years three to five, I thought I'll never be able to learn enough. I'll never be able to master this. Uh, from years, you know, five to fifteen, I I tried as hard as I could to master it, and now that I'm open, I'm fucking clueless. And I, I get it. I mean, I I understand where he's coming from. Like he's, it's it's a totally different ball game. To go from, I mean, he's a he's a great brewer and now he's a great businessman, you know. But but making that jump is difficult, and doing what he did is difficult. Uh, and I've, you know, he's one of those people that offered to answer a lot of our questions, uh, like you had, you had uh, McFate and Wilderness. You know, we new new places rely on that. So uh-huh. I appreciate I appreciate people like that. So, yeah, you know, Brian was. Well, I was going to say, well, what you were asking about earlier that he was talking about in terms of, like, what would you tell someone, you know, what, what you've learned? I think the biggest thing and what I, why I know we're going to be successful is that you, in any business, whatever you're doing, you need to surround yourself with good people, people that are going to work hard, people that are dedicated, people that care, people that are smart, and, and that's the key that... That's most of the time why why a business fails or whatever you're trying to do fails, because the people don't care, they're not trying, they're not. It's just if if you have people around you that 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 want to be there, that want to learn, that want to grow, you're gonna you're gonna be successful. You're not you're not going to fail. You're gonna find a way to get what you need done. And we with with us and with our with our partners. Uh, you know, with our wives, our, our future wives, you know, we have the people around us to get it done, and so that's that's what I'm really excited about. I know what why we're gonna we're gonna be successful because of that. That yeah, was absolutely a- beautiful. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I want to come work for you now. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys need anybody to hire waitresses? You're fired. I can Jeff. do the interviews. <laughs> he looks really good in a miniskirt. No, no, I want to do the hiring. We'll put a little couch in the back room. You know I mean? We we do have a uh, uh, casting couch already. Hey. So oh, I can't wait. Tell the story. Tell the story real quick. Otherwise, yeah. it sounds incredibly yeah. creepy. Yeah, we have to hear this story. You can't bring it up and not tell it now. Okay, so the, 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 well, the space we're moving into was a, it was a body shop, 
Um, and they had, uh, you know, the waiting room in the front, they had a, a space up above that they had these creakety wooden stairs you get up to. Um, and when we first checked it out, we walked up these stairs and look in there, and it's pretty dark because there's no lighting up there. Um, and we look, and there's, there's these two, like, crappy couches sitting back there. And we get closer, there's this giant, uh, you know, those, like, 50-inch uh, flat screen TVs from the oh, yeah. 90s. Like the big projection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ones. Uh, and it like back there in the corner. Uh, and it's, what are these doing back there? Like it's just in a weird spot because you could fall through the through the ceiling at any point. And <laughs> there were a couple magazines that we don't Sketchy need to get into. Just, uh, I mean, clearly there were no customers that were hanging out up there. They had this weird... Um, well, maybe it was uh, customers that didn't quite have the money to pay their bill. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being, I have a business mindset right but, now. But uh, so we brought those down today, and they'll be featured prominently in the tap room when uh, it opens. Uh, <laughs> oh, have you guys blacklighted them yet? Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, it's a whole, it's a whole experience we're gonna try out. Yeah. It's a medical question. Come on, science. I know, science I know of another shit. brewery here in town. I'll wait for them to tell a story, but I'll tell the gist of it that they they bought this building, and when they started demoing it. They started finding like hidden cameras in the walls and watering and shit and panties, and ends up it was like a happy ending massage parlor. And the cops were actually under surveillance of it, so there's all this hidden shit in the walls. I actually I don't know if it was the cops, but it might have just been the owners that were recording it. Yeah, but they found like panties and condoms and shit in the walls. <laughs> like that's so gross. There's a reason why they call it the parlor. So some people might might get that from the the code word there, but. Um, yeah, that's pretty good. I want to bring it back to Brian Helton really fast. Um, I think that's the first time w- me and Marshall met. Was it uh, at Helton? Was at Helton? Yeah. yeah you came so, by. Yeah. You needed you needed some gaskets or something for a festival. Yeah. Or, um, yeah. Brian, me and Brian uh, were kind of building at the same time. And when I was looking for an architect, because my first one I, I wasn't really happy with. Some, I mean, some of some of these architects are really expensive. You're like. How much can an architect? I can give him a couple thousand bucks or maybe he'll work for beer. No, no. Architect plans cost $20,000 to get these plans done. So I sent, a, I sent a message out and got a couple back, and Brian uh, gave me, got me in, in touch with his guy. Great guy. Great guy. And so I w- he was able to relay what Brian was going through building Helton and then bring it back. Well, hey, they're making Brian do this. We should probably put that. So Okay, so we would do that. Hey, they made Brian do this. We should probably do that. So it was great, and then when I had questions, I would run over to Brian and say, "Hey, man, they're making me do this. How are you going to do that?" He's such he's such a wealth of knowledge. He's been in this industry for a long time. Such a nice guy, such a giving dude. Um, I, I love the guy. I, he, he makes some amazing beers, and uh, he was able to help me a lot. So I mean, the fact that um, you've got him in your pocket, that's pretty cool because he he's such a good guy, um, and he, he he's really somebody that you can you can rely on to really help you out of some of these things that are going to come up because he's been through it and he you know he he's been he's been so successful now he's making some great beer we're going to be doing a tap takeover with him here coming up pretty soon and i and i can't wait for that i hope he shows up because he still hasn't been in here yet what yeah i know huh well we are like in bfe out here in north dude i live i live about five minutes from helton eight minutes if i hit the lights yeah you know so uh i've made the trip several times now yeah Just, just throwing it out there brian if you're listening yeah, he's get out here. Yeah, he uh, he does he deserves he deserves the success that he's got. So I mean, he had a birthday a little while. He's all partying up north, and it's like I don't blame him. I can't wait for that to someday. It's uh, 
you know, I still work the bar every day. Um, I take one day off a week now. Woohoo! But uh, it, it's, nice. it's it's kind of fun. You've earned it. You've earned it. Yeah, we'll get there. You know, and, progress. And, and, exactly. And again, <laughs> those little victories. Those little victories allow you to get to that next step. Allow you to get to the next step after that. Before you know, you're taking a weekend off. Before you know, you can actually take three days off and go down to Rocky Point and have a good time. Well, you guys be having a ladies' night. <laughs> just curious. Do those exist anymore? I don't know. I'm just you're curious. Showing, you're showing your age. Yes. I'm only 29. <laughs> yeah, 10 years ago. <laughs> uh, 11 um, years ago. <laughs> so what? So after your process, what you did, so say somebody's gonna, you're going to get these guys that are going to come into your brewery next, uh, whether you're open or not, and they're going to say, hey, how did you do this? What's that bit of advice you want to give those guys? <laughs> Be humble. <laughs> Damn! Sit down. Oh, Can we just mind meld right now? Uh, <laughs> what the fuck's going on? That is great advice because um, I I love these guys that still did this for the love and the passion of it. They still show up to work every day. They are still brewing the beer. Those guys are great, and the ones that stay really humble, that's pretty freaking cool. Um, I like I like I like being here. I like making my own beer. I like talking to those talking to people over the bar especially when they don't know who I am they just think I work here yeah. and they pretend that I pay myself but I just love the fact when they come and they start talking really positively about the beer oh, your, your brewer did a really good job on this like, I go to say thanks oh, oh you made this he's like yeah I was like, yeah, I'll, t- I'll tell him it is yeah so it, it's <laughs> fun but it, it is, I think it's so important to, become, to, to stay humble in this industry because as quickly as the success can come as quickly as it can go yeah. Uh, people are pretty fickle sometimes, and uh, if you get an ego, people will turn on, they'll turn their back on you really quickly. So it is important to really um, appreciate it and um, realize that we are kind of at the mercy of some of these people because they are the ones coming and supporting us. And the last thing you want to do is be a dick in this industry because nobody is. But I love that industry. I love that originally. I remember our first craft brewers conference. It was like that whole that whole saying was that high tide floats all ships. It was great. Everybody was doing successful. Everybody was still friends. But the last quote I heard, and, and I quote this now more than anything, is that 95% of the brewing industry is awesome, but we all know the 5% that's not. Because everybody, because now everybody knows like that one guy that's kind of not as cool or they might have a little bit of beef with. And nobody wants to get there, and even those people that probably have that, they don't even know it. But it is so important to become humble, uh, or to stay humble. And you know, I think you guys are right there. You guys, I mean, just from knowing you, just how you have been before this process, I think it's awesome. I really do. I'm really, I'm really happy for you guys. I'm really excited for you guys. I'm really excited to have another brewery in this part of town. I mean, even though you're not exactly this part of town, you're about, I uh, was it a 15 minute drive from here on the freeway. It's gonna go that way on 101. It's yeah. Amazing. Yeah, but it's fun it's to have spot. somebody up this, up this far north now because we were still trying to grow. We're still on the outskirts. We're not downtown. We're not East Valley. We're not ASU. We're on the outskirts. So it is, it's still new for a lot of people out here. And there's so much room, though, for I don't know how many more breweries. Like, if, if you can make good beer, there's people that want it. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of people. I mean, like on Saturday at, at, uh, at Strong Beer Fest, uh, you know, we were going around. We made little, you know, business cards that were just like you know with our just our like social media information and like we're opening 2018 so address just you know like just you know build a little bit of hype and people were like oh shit i live right over there it's awesome there's not there's any like, breweries up there right yeah there's no. there's nothing up there you know nothing at the uh you know at deer valley you know, basically like in between the 17 and the 51 and the 101 there's there's nothing up there the closest brewery is uh north mountain right right now oh, yeah i think yeah. Oso's up there off tatum isn't it 
Yeah, well, that's pretty south. That's pretty there's, far south. There's, 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 yeah, south. Yeah. a little, little further but, I mean, east there's too. A lot, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of uh, residential and you know, a lot of communities up there. And then there's a gun like, store up there. Dubina yeah, is probably one of those. Yeah, that's a that's a word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's that's still a, a ten minute drive. Isn't far away. So yeah, it's, it's a great location. It's it's a it's a definitely an untapped spot. There's a lot of uh, a lot of industry there. You've got a lot of people that um, like big corporations that are around those areas. So you have that built-in uh, lunch base already. So I mean, so pilots just before a, and after their flights. Uh, just, uh, <laughs> hopefully, a after. quick touch on that. I mean, as far as as far as opening, determining, you know, where we want it to be, what parts of the valley. You know, you talk to everyone in the industry, and they tell you. Oh, you need to be here or here. Or you talk to people out of the industry, and they tell you something completely different. Um, Borderlands is, has already been distributed through Crescent Crown, so we did a comprehensive survey with them to see where Borderlands beer was already selling, and then compared that to uh, retail space prices and uh, you know population and, and traffic and a number of other metrics. And you know, downtown Phoenix, obviously that's where most of the beer is selling in in maricopa county right but but the rent the price, is stupid the, crazy now holy shit it's crazy it's crazy <laughs> yeah so that's where like back in the day our you know half a million dollar project went to a two and a half million dollar project because we're like we should open downtown uh scratch that yeah i want to open in the biltmore yeah oh. <laughs> <laughs> snotty ass fuck i can do that uh, for 20 grand right yeah, yeah, a month. Exactly. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. If you're lucky. Uh huh. Exactly. Yeah, yeah but so that's the funny this, thing is we when people come survey. in and tell you, why didn't you open there? Why didn't you open there? It's fucking money, man. It costs a lot of money to do this. Oh, it's insane. Yeah. Because, uh-huh. I mean, we weren't, we weren't planning to buy a building, you know? Yeah. yeah we could have uh, bought that Chase Bank building for $25 million or something, I think. Dude, yeah. Oh, that was I, a good deal. That was I a can't believe deal. you passed on yeah. that. That's a great deal. God. Idiots. Yeah. Well, we gave up those corporate jobs, you know? So, so we did this survey. Downtown Phoenix, obviously number one. Anyone want to guess number two? Uh, Tempe. No. Chandler. Chandler, you nailed it. Yeah, that was also close. crazy expensive. Chandler's so and hot right now. Everyone's moving in down there. Uh huh. Um, number three, North Phoenix. Borderlands beer was already selling in North Phoenix. The 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 price per foot on retail space uh, for what we wanted to do so reasonable um we had already had a, a a strong response from people on social media in this this part of the valley it just it just made sense to to start looking at spaces up here and and that's that was part of this 10 month ago plan is you know it that survey and and a lot of other research is what narrowed us down to this area so we're we're stoked to be here yeah it really pays to do your homework oh yeah oh yeah yeah, that's like when people come in and uh, they ask questions and they want to do it and they want to do it. I was asking, is this something you really want to do? And I was telling you, make, make sure you do homework because it is expensive and things come up and you need to make sure that you really want to do this. You're willing to sacrifice a lot to do it. But then also when you, when you, when you do take that leap and you want to do it, make sure you're in the spot that you're really going to succeed because it's, it's really easy to find this shithole somewhere and you know some shit part of town because the rent was cheap, but people aren't going to come. I mean, we had offers to go to some of these places and one of the big things I looked at was the the, the traffic count and the median income of the area. And oh yeah, I could have went into places that were cheaper. Like that's a cool building. I love it. Median income's like $38,000. Well, I don't want to That's be down not there. a lot of money. 
Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. You're, you're, you're trying to open a dive bar, right? <laughs> Damn, I wish yeah, I made exactly. $38,000 last year. There's a reason they sell bu- buckets of Corona for 20 bucks. Are you talking about Tolleson or yeah. where are we at? <laughs> I'm not going to say any names. But no disrespect. Think about just places you don't want to go at night. We sell beer. People aren't generally drinking a lot during the day. Unless you're in the industry. Or no, you're an alcoholic. We're required. Or you work at nights. Yeah, that, that's requirement. But you got to think about where the people are going to go at night and where they want to hang out. It was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> we never drink on the job, right? Right. Right, of course never. not. Yeah, obviously. Why are you doing quotation marks right done. now? That's weird. <laughs> Air quotes. <laughs> I don't get it. So, um, do you guys have anything else you want to you want to input? Um, I'm, I'm kind of out of my of my show list. I, I hope we cover the projects. Um, I'll bring up the Kickstarter again because I want to make sure people do know about it. How? What's the easiest way for those people to find about? It? Just go to Kickstarter and look you guys up, or yeah, uh, Kickstarter.com, and then just search Borderlands or on our Facebook or Instagram pages. Which, we uh, we just launched all of our social media last week at the same time we launched the Kickstarter. So all the links to Kickstarter are on the social media, but we're still building that that base up too. Um, so look for us on on MySpace. <laughs> Is it there? What's what's MySpace? Oh, damn, we should get on MySpace. Though. That would be kind of cool. <laughs> Joe's knows. showing his age for sure. He knows. We just fucking made eye contact uh, on that, and I, I heard about that either. in that movie that one time. Yeah, people know about MySpace. They, yeah, they talked about. Yeah, I'm just uh, TikTok though. My is jokes the new, just aren't hitting. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You guys know what's about your TikTok? AOL email address? You guys don't know about TikTok? Well, it's like 24 and under, which I'm not down with. But <laughs> is that like on Kick? It's like um, <laughs> that's another one, right? TikTok. It's no. Like, uh, <laughs> this is real. It's like lip syncing with. With like Snapchat filters, I'm, I don't know. I haven't downloaded it yet, but I, I heard an NPR story <laughs> no. about it. So. I thought that was a song by Keisha. <laughs> no, yeah, that's also really a, old. Yeah, yeah, TikTok. That is a, a key dollar sign ha song. Yeah. Wait, how old are you? I'm 30. Uh, oh, next week? No, ne- wait. What today is it? 20, oh, uh, 23. One right? week and one day, I turn 33. So. Oh, yeah, hey, baby. Cheers to you. I don't. My beer's empty. Though. Happy birthday. <laughs> Yeah, my beer's empty. I haven't had a beer since Strong Beer uh, on Saturday. I took a week off because uh, I, I had w- a little too much fun at Strong Beer this year. It was a good time. Yeah, Kevin doesn't work here and he's giving me a beer today. This is pretty cool. Usually I'm Kevin giving him beer. Kevin needs a fucking some tips. Kevin, Kevin's the man. He hooked me so up too. L- so. Let's take it back to, to Strong Beer really Can fast. We give a shout um, out to Kevin? Did you guys have your own separate booth or how did that work for you guys? At Strong Beer this year? Yeah, yeah. Borderlands was a complete no-show outside of being there and drinking and supporting, yeah. Because <laughs> I saw you walk by and I was like, oh, i got to go mean, find Marshall, but then we, I, I didn't see I anything. Mean, we represented. Well, yeah, like we were there drinking and uh, handing out the, the cards that we made just to let people know, like, hey, come on to North Valley. Because if people from the North Valley go to a beer festival, it's probably going to be strong beer, right? So uh-huh. um, we, were, we were there talking to people, promoting it, talking to all the other breweries. I, it was it was cool to kind of get one last hurrah in on the consumer side. The um, last time we will be that. Yeah. Yeah. So so we're not like um, Borderlands Public House. Uh, obviously not ready to sign up for a for a booth. Yeah. Um, not officially part of the guild yet. Yet. Oh. Fingers crossed we get in. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fingers crossed. I, I don't know. <laughs> Do you gotta get in with that guy with the sideburns? Is that the guy that decides everything? 
Joe, stop. I didn't say anything negative. I just said the guy with the sideburns and the fedora. <laughs> so, um, so that brings up something quickly. So, because the West Valley one's coming up in what's it, April twentieth? You might. No, well, Public House won't have won't have beer ready for that. I mean, we're still doing build out, mm-hmm. right? Um, Borderlands in Tucson, they forewent having a booth at Strong Beer because we just got into production space. And one of the things that we're going to be doing is alleviating a lot of their smaller production. But the brewery's been down for two months. I know. I can't get Tool Ave anymore. It, it just hit. Uh, they just picked up last the end of last week. Okay. Casey didn't offer it. He was probably too drunk. Yeah. They just yeah they just took I think like sixty halves of tool last week, but um, there wasn't uh, everything. Everything right now at the new space is focused on get caught up on flagship production. Um, and after we run that for about a month and a half, two months, you know, we'll, they'll they'll probably be at a spot where they can they can donate not only the beer but the personnel. You know, Matt and I would, would have loved to do it, but yeah, we got a lot going on too. Yeah, so there's one more question. Are you guys going to be running the bar as well? Oh, yeah. See, welcome to the club. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we make the beer, we clean the bathrooms, we do I'm everything in, here. <laughs> I'm not in that club. Yeah. Well, you, you can do my, uh, my bathroom. Come in and drink. I want to fucking run the bar, but Brandon won't let me. I'm pretty much a brewer. I think we've established that. You got your own water tonight. That's true. Yeah, you. He cleans the mash. He uh, he completely dismantled my tent, my jockey box, and everything, and drove me home for strong beer too. <laughs> you were drunk. <laughs> I was. I was just. No, I wasn't drunk. I was just. I was tipsy. He took a lap nap on the way home. From the time you guys know. <laughs> Did I really fall asleep? So I remember talking to you, and I kept saying, "This isn't the. This is not the beer talking, Joe." But I love you. Yeah, we did a lot of that. <laughs> 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 it was good fucking times, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, that was a good time. We're um, essentially best friends now. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we, we share some secrets. We, yeah. On the on the note of strong beer, I'm gonna get away from what you guys are doing right now. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes when we touch. <laughs> Stop. On the on the note of strong beer, though, we uh, yeah, we went. And we we tried to interact with as many people as possible. We were probably rolling like. 16 people deep in our group. Damn. Um, yeah. Uh, we weren't working, so. Uh, Grass, grassroots works exceptionally well. The social media aspect of uh, getting awareness about your brand is, is such a valuable tool now. Uh, it, I, I feel bad sometimes these people come knocking and say, hey, we, we, we make this flyer. We put it in people's, you know, email, or we put it, I'm sorry, in the mail, in the mailbox, and nobody pays attention to that crap. You get those, those Val packs, you just throw them away. You get the you get emails. You're on your Facebook, Instagram, you know, Twitter, Snapchat. Social media is the way to go. That's what people pay to. I mean, there's I mean, they're making documentaries about social media now on Netflix, and it's pretty amazing. Um, I I I talk to a lot of people at the bar all the time, and I was I was trying I started figuring it out that so say you say you get that that packet like you guys were gonna pay somebody a couple hundred bucks or you know some of these things are expensive five thousand dollars to print up a bunch of flyers put it in a valve pack and, and send it off and get it in the people's mailboxes. They take that shit and throw it away. However, if you took 500 bucks and you paid it to one of these social media influencers who's got 20,000, 30,000, 100,000 100, followers, that is 20, 50, 100,000 people looking at a link about you 
on their cell phone and that's what everybody has. It's money so much more spent and that's why social media is such a valuable tool nowadays. Print, I wouldn't say is dead, but it's, it, you know, my kids never look at that shit. Uh, half the people <laughs> who come in this bar probably don't look at that shit. I mean, we do kind of generally have a little bit of a millennial generation X, generation Y clientele here. So they got their phone. So maybe somebody, you know, maybe looks at the at the phone, or I mean, sorry, the uh, the mail or the newspaper a little bit. But social media is such an uh, important aspect of this thing. So that's why I encourage everybody out there to take these links. It's so easy to take the links from what, what these guys are trying to do and forward it on. You know, forward it to somebody because give up your give up your Starbucks tomorrow. Give these guys five bucks. Thank They're you, so close. I have a very related. Uh, Saving about all that. So I had a dream last night. Um, actually, it was a series of dreams. You know, when Ooh. you have those dreams where you wake up and you're like, I want to keep having that dream and you go back to sleep. So I had a dream last night. Uh, I'm not sure if it was Kylie or Kendall because I'm not sure what the difference is between <laughs> oh, the two of them. Oh, my God. Okay, not where you think it's going. Uh, no, it, it's actually it's way weirder. It was weirder. both of them, right? Uh, so I had this dream that I'm at home with like with my, my family and uh, either Kylie or Kendall. I'm not sure which one. Uh, sure, was it wasn't Caitlin? Well. Huh? You sure wasn't Caitlin? Yeah, I, I, or Bruce, I whatever know. he's going by. Now. They look the same to me. Uh, but she was there as well, and, and for some way, she was like my third cousin, or, or some way related to me. And uh, I was trying to figure out how to get the courage to ask her if she would be a social media influencer for us, and and just like repost us because it's like holy, holy shit! If she reposts us, we're gonna get like a million dollars. Uh, and so I was going through this in my dream, which kind of my dreams are lame now that I'm talking about it out loud. Uh, <laughs> Very much this so. is what I'm thinking about when I'm thinking about Kylie or Kendall, and I don't know which one's which. Uh, I don't and either. And then I woke, up in, I woke up in the middle of the night and thought about it, and I was like, I need to go back to sleep and think more about my third cousin, Kylie or Kendall, and actually ask her. And then I went back to sleep and asked her, and she said yes. Kylie or Kendall, I'm not sure which one. Uh, and she said yes, and then I woke up, and it took me about five minutes to realize that uh, I'm not related to her in any way. So, and you totally know which one is which. You I'm probably watched that sure show, which don't one you? It was I was dreaming about. I don't know which one's which. All I know is that there's Kim with the big butt. But so, imagine, there's an older one. Like, she did the porno. If she was she my third cousin. Oh. I would, I would, I would awesome. much rather take your dream experiences with the, with what we're doing. Because the other night I had a dream, and I don't know if it's anxiety of, of what's going on or, you know, what's, what's going to happen. Uh, I woke up and I was like, oh, I've got bone cancer. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that... <laughs> you're you're dreaming friend. about one of them. That went from 12 to 6. Oh, yeah. I just went down real fast. That's a good topic. We should bring that up. We should do a whole social been, media aspect yeah, of this. I wish I knew which one it was. So I, I totally I, maybe, do that. I, maybe I'm just interpreting the, uh, the stresses of the, this whole process differently, but uh, I had a slight amount of back pain when I fell asleep and I dreamt that it was bone cancer. So, Wow. I think, I think our alcohol is starting to kick in. Let's think more about Kylie or Kendall. Yeah. I bet they don't have bone cancer. I, gotta, I have to Google them. I don't know who they are. I, I purposely, I wish I, could, I wish I could go into social media and you know how you can like follow things and like. I wish I could anything Kardashian I can block. I don't want to know anything about those people. I never see it. I don't. I don't either. But I'm it just out. came up, and because I, Steve, I, Steve Jobs is probably listening to our Joe's podcast right it. now. Oh fuck no! <laughs> no. Joe's well, single it, now. So he's isn't looking. one of them single? 
I don't know. Anything don't know. guys? Anything <laughs> else you guys want to drop on us or uh, mention or well, promote? I want to thank you. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Uh, no, just, I just said it for sure. That's what I. Yeah. That, that was my Kendall or Kylie impression. Not even, to, not even to pander. No, I'm really, I'm really. Uh, this is the first podcast I've ever, I've ever really? done. Really? Yeah. So you're a natural. Were we? Were we? You're a natural. After you're the good. first five minutes, I think I kind of warmed up to it. Yeah. <laughs> first five minutes, slash the first three beers. I really warmed up to it, um, but no, thanks. Thank, I really appreciate you. Uh, oh, the pleasure! I'm happy you could come there. on. It's been a ton um, of fun. Yeah, I, I'm okay. really happy you guys came on. Um, it, it, selfishly, I'm, I'm happy that, that I was able to maybe just anything helps. Like just be, doing the social media thing and doing the Kickstarter, every bit helps. I remember well, sending the text it's messages. It's totally symbiotic, man. It's it, it's good. I hope it. I hope it's good for the Kickstarter. You know, obviously, uh, Borderlands is going to push it. Uh, it's it's gonna be good for us. I'm sure. I'm uh-huh. sure it is. So it's a it's a great relationship. Yeah. And anytime you guys want to come on and talk about your progress or where you're at, or if you guys want to come in that last couple of weeks, let's do it. Let's uh, set it up. Also, come out here to Richter and drink some fucking beers. Hey, yeah. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I have a pretty strong social media following. I have like. 300 people on my MySpace. I'm going to put this out there for you guys. <laughs> Dude. It's going to be legit. Well, what you doing on TikTok? I'm going to link up with Marshall on Grinder. We're going to get that out there. It's going to be yeah. pretty hot. Really hot. You should look into brunettes, man. I like Gigi's. Whoa. I'm sorry. It, it didn't work last time. Well, the lawyer. Yeah, she was hot. Yeah, there you I go. I like Yep, I've got <laughs> pictures. No, but um, so, so to bring this all back, you know, these guys are put everything they own into this dream. They're opening a brewery. Help support these guys. Um, it may not seem like a lot, or some maybe thinks it's a, it's a big deal, but five bucks isn't a lot to to give up for some of these guys. Um, just for the fact to help them get to the next level. You know what? I think you get to go to their place and have a beer. Um, we're help growing this community together. We need more breweries. We are the what the fifth largest demographic, and we're like in the 30s as far as beer per capita. We've got a long yeah, way to go. Yeah. And especially where the area we're at, we, we need a lot of breweries up here. We need to become a destination for some of these places. And I'm really, really proud of these guys for really putting everything out there to try to chase their dream and make this happen. I wish you guys all the success in the world. I'm here to support you guys. I can't wait to get your beer on tap. I'll put it, oh, you guys have a designated tap. I'm good. Well, I'm we're doing a collab, it. right? Of course we are. I was going to talk to you about Definitely. that next. I didn't even want to talk about it here, but we'll figure something out because um, Clouded Judgment. No, yeah, that was pretty good. People yes. love that fucking beer, man. And I am literally on the last slim keg, and I am. You, t- you have the last keg. Yeah, and every time yeah. I pour it right now since la- today, I'm like waiting for it to blow. I step back a little bit, and I've got and I'll, cans at my house, but you're not getting them. I'll let you guys a secret. <laughs> I've got about four cases of cans left, and we'll, we'll put those. Those will be ready to go afterwards. But once that's done, hundred dollars a four pack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody line up tomorrow. Hey, good luck to you guys, man. I hope you guys are very, yeah, very thanks, super dude. successful. Yeah. So. Well, uh, why don't you guys t- uh, really quickly give out your uh, Instagram things where they can find you really fast or how you, how people can reach you guys really quickly or if they want to follow you guys and find your stories. Uh, on Facebook, uh, at Borderlands underscore uh, PHX and uh, on Instagram at uh, Borderlands underscore Public House underscore Zone. No, I said that wrong. Just search Borderlands Public House. You'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll put we'll put this in the link. We'll put it in the show notes. We'll put a, a link on the uh, on our bio so you guys can find their Kickstarter as well. Yeah. It'd be awesome if you guys could get it up there. And, Either uh, they're gonna find the brewery or the video games that they stopped making six years ago. So. Uh. <laughs> 
right, man. So uh, I guess we can wrap it up. We've got some beer to drink, and uh, we're going to have a little bit of fun here on a Saturday night. I want to I want to thank you guys for showing up. I want to thank you guys for uh, blessing us a little bit of your time. And uh, no, man, we, we're glad to be here. I wish really you guys glad to be here. I wish you guys all the luck. I can't wait to guys have you guys back. Uh, and next time we'll talk about if you guys want to do it at the end, and then we'll talk about after success. Let's keep people updated on your progress. Just let everyone know this is fucking hard, dude. It. I. You know. I don't. <laughs> I don't lie. But when I talk all the time, she's like, sometimes you're you're kind of negative. I'm you're pretty like, good well, at podcasts, by the way. Hey, his hand was on my shorts if, when he was talking about being hard, not what you're talking about. I took about. public speaking at community college, so I, also, I you got, ruined something beautiful. You got Joe helping you. Like, this is like a, yeah, this the perfect legit. compliment here. When Joe's around, just, like, everything comes easier. in with a perfectly timed quip. So oh, it's I incredible. suck horribly. It's okay. <laughs> just don't listen to episode one. That is not Joe. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Check out Borderlands. And uh, let's wish these guys some luck, and let's get them over the top, and let's get them open. And uh, when they've got it, when they've got it, we'll f- surely have their beer on tap here. But you guys are in the North Valley and check out all their beer they've got going on. I'm sure they're going to help us uh, tear up the North Side, and let's let's make this thing happen. Let's do it. Oh yeah! Right Thanks, guys. <gasps> See you next week. Thanks, guys.